0: Hi there and welcome to episode, I think, 136 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. It says 137 on the script, but who knows? I'm James Brown, the man whose job it is to try and herd his fellow hosts into a semblance of coherence. And as usual, I'm joined by Dr. Alex Connor, who lists on his CV a job hunting and trapping, and Mrs. ADHD, who has, let's face it, more jobs than she's got ticks. That last one is clearly a lie. Alex,
1: hi. Hi. Oh, hi-ho. It's off to a we oh. go. The mask slip
0: there. I actually liked that one. I hate that. <laughs> I hated yeah. that song when I was
2: a kid. Oh, no, I didn't. I loved that. I used to watch it with my granddad. He, he had it on video and I used to love it.
1: I was already frightened of doing the same job every day, even as a little kid, because of the thing. And so I just mm-hmm. felt sick at the thought. Is that related to dwarfs? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just sort yeah, of said that walls. after Snow White.
0: Well, <laughs> no, the yeah. song
1: is Sam. He, 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 he's. He, I'm wondering his whether, whether it's yeah. I've got a weird phone anyway. or something of people who are short, which is ridiculous. Any,
0: anyway, Mrs. ADHD, hi. Has something gone wrong? Yeah,
1: she's oh, muted, Sam's again. muted.
0: Sam's muted. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so
2: sorry. Hi.
0: How are you both? Mrs ADHD first don't mute yourself?
2: A bit stressed.
0: A bit stressed just a bit. For anyone that isn't watching on a video Sam's at work so we're going to try and drag this out until she gets caught podcasting in her <laughs> office at work hopefully.
2: I'm not in my office.
0: Oh even worse um and Alex he asks tiredly
1: how are you? Hi, I'm excellent. Thank you, James. Hello, Sam. I like it when you're all stressed, Sam, because I can push those buttons until you go a bit bonkers. Always funny. Um, (laughs) The metrics guy sent Sam and me a text on Monday that said it was called audience size last seven days in parentheses. And it seemed, James, to be a long list of just numbers. I counted them. There were 394 individual digits in the text. It was sort of dates and big numbers or something. I don't know what any of it meant. One of those dates or numbers sent us a letter. Okay. Can I read it out? No. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's thank thanks, sir. It's um. If I just check, it's from a Robert from Kinnemerster in a way. Oh. It says, I know. It says I listened to your potty C. It says on on brains last week. Did you know that James' brain is bigger than average, but it's entirely smooth, like a shaved peach in those regions of the brain used for giving big talks and, and also for not drinking blood? I did know that, Robert, thank you, yeah. It's uh, actually accurate. <laughs> I've, I've had a real letter. Can I read it out? No. Yes. That's right, James. It says, dear team, your podcast has a tendency to give me eureka moments, and it's like you've reached inside in my brain and you find issues I didn't know were there. I can no longer keep telling myself I'm shit, which is incredibly frustrating because it used to be my thing. Thanks, a less shitty mursty. P.S. <laughs> Any chance you failed comedians would do a fringe show next summer. I, what I can only imagine is a winky emoji.
0: I've been suggesting that, haven't I? But that's just because I... I think a lot of myself i uh, thank you so much for that mercy that was that was lovely. All yeah. I could think about dur- during that was trying to make a joke about Eureka and saying, wasn't that the philosopher Epididymus, which oh, yeah, uh, like <laughs> isn't it. a philosopher's name, but you know anyway, that was wasted on everybody that doesn't do uh <laughs> yeah, reproductive physiology yeah <gasps> oh, that's a long pause that is no no no, no, yeah, no you you' supposed to say through. I think
1: it was Archimedes James. <laughs> internationally sam really good question yeah. if i have to check my notes and i do we're up by exactly one country weird but true to 171 countries it does feel like that though the weak country is almost certainly not the united arab emirates uae and frankly purely out of merit malice the script guy's chosen hindi which isn't even in the top four languages spoken in the uae i checked so it's a hearty... Oh, God. Hello, our swag at high. Amazing. So that, that was a bit West Country, wasn't it? Sorry, everybody <laughs> in the UAE. I mean, about 12 people in the UAE speak yeah. Hindi. To so the automatic bird repellent system they've got on the Burj Khalifa, which just plays our podcast on a loop. So Mrs. ADHD's voice scares away Eurasian-collared doves so they don't shit on the glass. To be honest, it would be less cool if they just stabbed them. <laughs>
0: I do like that one. Anyway, this new Adidas train is copiously smeared with dog shit that I definitely don't remember treading in of a podcast. is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last time, I mean, I'm guessing because I can't remember, we did ADHD and brain networks. And this week, after the polls guy, I don't know, did a shambolically organized poll on careers, we're going to talk about ADHD mm. and jobs or careers as usual. The three parts include the Russell Howard of evidence, Alex the psycho. I'll take that. That's right. <laughs> education monkey, telling us all about the topic, our personal reflections on jobs and careers and then just a the tip we've agreed on that now I believe just as the, the tip, final yeah. part. So, Alex, um I used to work with you and I literally changed career twice to get away from you and still have to work with you sadly. So show people why.
1: Because you have self-loathing issues, <laughs> that's one. <fine. laughs> okay, so, right, I mean, the impact of, of adult ADHD, untreated especially, in the workplace, can and usually is pretty substantial. Employees with ADHD have to deal with imposter syndrome, just general frustration, disappointing the employer and our line managers, low performance ratings, often based on other people's metrics. The key word there is that they can be substantial. Amusingly, I forgot to say the word can. It isn't all of us. It definitely is James, though. I've worked with him. (laughs) If you remember the executive functions, which we uh, harp on about all the time, like we have executive functions, well, these sort of self-management and organizational skills are often, as you well know, impaired in ADHD, particularly in interpersonal functions and occupational functions. So... Adults with ADHD are more likely, statistically speaking, not everyone, more likely to be underemployed or even unemployed. And there is some evidence that we are 40% more likely to be unemployed. Again, on average, not all. So not all of us are 40% unemployed. Doesn't make sense. (laughs) Add to this, rejection, sensitivity, emotional dysregulation, and like everything else, getting and keeping a job can be tricksy. A lot of this, I would argue most of this, is a them problem, not an us problem. Mm. Employers and companies are only now waking up to the idea of the fact that they are legally obliged to support employees with their ADHD. You know, like, like they would with any other disability, anything. It's the same. And with the right to support... In the right job, we can absolutely thrive.
0: Green, Sam, Green, you're it muted. Is. My God, this is go. This is going well. This is going well.
2: Fucking hell! One second. <laughs> What's the right <laughs> job then?
1: Amazing. That's beautiful. Have you thought about a, a career in in podcasting? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, we're going to break it, James. We need to be kind. We need to be kind. Alert. I'm pressing the big red kind button. Shite question, as always. No, no. we got too far. (laughs) Yeah, there's no such thing as careers for ADHD people as such. The right job is Mm. idiosyncratic, it is personal based on loads of factors. But we have to align. Our goals and our strengths and our reward system, short-term reward system, with what the employer wants from us, with with what the employer or the business's values are and mission statements and those kinds of things. That's fundamental, but it has to be within the our our interests. So, um,
0: uh, you're absolutely right. I think I've seen I've seen. Yeah. Well, the script guy told me when when they were researching this script that there are loads yeah. of websites that say these fifteen jobs are ideal for people with ADHD, etc. Yeah. Which is which treats us like we're all the same person. Interestingly, so yes. if that's not true, which it isn't, what jobs do we tend to do? I, I imagine ones where you aren't involved, preferably.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, most of my jobs were not ADHD friendly. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? And because you weren't no involved with as... them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, she's turned the mic on the Nash James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- there's no such thing as jobs for ADHD people, but there are things you can say might be more positive. I guess that's mm. all you can say. But James, if you can just be patient and you love working with me and you know you do, if we look at the evidence in the literature, it's uh, <laughs> it's as bare as your snack cupboard, James, is when you're sad. <laughs> there's, almost, there's almost no Twixies in it. I did... Find one paper. I feel I should have this was sent to me by the script guy. I don't know who that is. Um, and it, it was written by, I don't know, Brian Brains or something. It was on pursuing a scientific uh, career with ADHD, but it's it was so poorly written, I gave up after three minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: and I am joking. I didn't read it in the first place. It would be rubbish. So the evidence around ADHD <laughs> careers is not there. Quick look around the internet, if you've heard of it, and you'll see that as well as having documented medical employment issues, it's often said that ADHD people are likely to be creative, working creative in tra- industries or be entrepreneurs. And almost all of this is anecdotal in nature. There is not a lot of evidence about what careers we tend to gravitate towards. A 2020 study reported no direct link between ADHD symptoms and entrepreneurship, which is going to get me cancelled because you can't say that. Mm. But there was a positive link between ADHD and one sub-dimension of entrepreneurial orientation, which is um, risk-taking, and between hyperactivity and entrepreneurship. Again, probably risk-taking being the key link. So we, and I mean we, very much me as well, <laughs> decided to do <laughs> some research. No, and when I is. say research, I mean a really poorly constructed and worded survey, which the research guy released, And yet, improbably, we had an unbelievable 1,651 responses in the first 24 hours. And if when we were proper scientists, if we Mm. got that number for a a survey, that would be considered nationally representative. That is, if the research guide asked people to put where they lived a (laughs) one-word question, which he or they didn't do.
0: I feel, uh, I mean, the script guy feels attacked the, here, I the imagine. Research
1: guy. Research guy, sorry, feels attacked here, I imagine. And so he should. He's daft. Anyway, the <laughs> survey has people to pick up from a selection of got jobs taken from the government website, the UK government website. And then we, had, we added an, an other option as well. Mm. And the research guy has analyzed the data. And first time in his their life, it's actually interesting. It took me fucking... It took them fucking ages took, to do. Took fucking ages. While they were supposed to be doing something else as well. Mm-hmm. It took you ages, James, because there were more than 10 respondents and you've got fingers and toes. So anything over 11, and that <laughs> challenges you, really. Because C- you've only got 10 fingers and toes. Do you, do you see what I did? Yeah, yeah. So only five fingers and five toes. Yeah, you've got a tail though, so you could have added that. A quick caveat to ensure we captured as much data as accurately as possible: any answer in the box that we wrote called "other" was individually looked at and then coded to a career type. I I did that, and to ensure I didn't, and to ensure we captured as many entrepreneurs as possible, anything that even smelled like an entrepreneur—that's weird. And anybody who selected business or finance, all therapists, coaches, including um personal trainers, beauty, well-being sector people, if you had a side hustle walking dogs, if it could be considered entrepreneurial, we classed it as entrepreneurial. Um, we did we had to combine some categories for ease of reporting, like IT and digital services.
2: Fucking cow, this is boring. Can you just tell us what the survey said?
1: <laughs> 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 it said uh, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, it was really obvious when it (laughs) sideposted. I don't regret a thing. So if we focus on the entrepreneurial question, defining an entrepreneur as a person who sets up a business or businesses, takes on financial risks in the hope of profit, in our weekly done shoddy survey, we found that 207 out of the 1655 respondents could arguably be loosely classed as an entrepreneur. That's 12.5% as the research guy didn't have a group to compare to, shockingly, <laughs> and as it's difficult to find a reliable source that just includes entrepreneurs and not their employees, a recent piece of research from the sublime and wonderful Aston University found that early-stage entrepreneurial activity, just the first three months alone, makes up 11.5% of the working population. So we're not making a comparison. We're just trying to provide poorly collected evidence to match our poorly collected evidence um, evidence in rabbit ears for you James but it, it, it seems similar
0: Get to
1: the actual results
0: <laughs> oh, Fucking hell
1: Alright Brian Brains, calm down I think there's so many words in this that James's jellies turned to blancmange
0: Fucking hell they're coming thick they and fast now yeah, <laughs> they are. Boring ding. list
1: time. We ding, will publish the this way. in a report. I said ding.
0: Oh. oh, I didn't hear. I'm sorry, there's a delay. I'm sorry.
2: Um carry a on. Double,
1: a double ding delay. <laughs> are you ready for the boring list? Yes. Yeah. We 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 hopefully the charity ADHD Adult UK might publish this in the report because we did it for them. Um, I don't know though, because I've been ousted in a coup. <laughs> <laughs> People have started asking me, you know, about that. <laughs> I've had to say, oh, well, I, I beg, James, if I could not think the chair anymore. I just thought this was funnier. Because everyone thinks of, you're horrible, James. I've had to say that. Sorry. So the in our boring report, the five most common job types reported in our survey were, number one, 11% responses, healthcare, including medicine, nursing, pharmacy. Two, education at any level similar numbers three it which is quite a broad church of jobs eight percent four creative jobs art and so on seven and a half percent five government services um and separately business oblique finance both at four percent less than 1.5 percent reported that they were unemployed which we found interesting. Remember, this it might reflect our listeners, could be socioeconomic, mm. it could be lots of things, and podcast listeners. Remember, this is just a survey, but with such little data poorly asked for by our research guy. It is, mm-hmm. however, an interesting snapshot into the careers of our listeners and followers and how they report their current position. That was for
0: once Interesting. Largely because of the script card, not your delivery, of course. And we'll now take a break and come back and dissect this a bit with some personal reflections in part two.
1: See you in a bit. We're doing some dissecting. Alex? Hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Jesus already. Welcome back to part two of episode 130. Five, six or seven, we can't remember. Of the ADHD adults, we're talking about ADHD and careers stroke jobs. As always, part two is our personal reflections on the brain and ADHD, the script guy's written. Oh, my God. (laughs) This one really interests me. I love the idea of our personal reflections because the three of us have had relatively bizarre career paths and still do. Um, I'm going to start with you, James. Come on, hit me.
0: I wish I could, honestly, if I could reach (laughs) through this screen and do that. So many of my problems will be solved, Alex. Right, so the first thing I'm going to focus on the data, first of all, in my personal reflections. I was fascinated by the fact that healthcare and education came top largely because those are two areas that systemically need more adhd training to mm-hmm. support the people that they serve that's a top-down thing not a bottom-up thing i don't think people with adhd in those sectors need more training but we know that the education system probably at least historically hasn't provided enough ed- information about adhd and what it really is and healthcare definitely hasn't we all know about the lack of uh training and education in healthcare and i thought that was really interesting um My personal reflections are that I mean I had so I I didn't join the workforce till quite late because I was studying for so long doing a degree and then trying teacher training and then jumping out of that because that was a fucking nightmare doing a PhD postdoctoral research after that is I suppose work but it's so it's almost like still studying so it is a job but while I was doing my PhD that was from ninety nine till. I don't know when it took me like nearly five years to do my PhD because everything went wrong. Um, I worked in a lot of pubs. I worked in video shops. I had a lot of part-time jobs and I can honestly say most of those I left within a week, either because of RSD that someone would just say something like I'd work in one pub, go to another and they'd criticize how I tapped a barrel. And I would just say, well, I'm not coming back here then. <laughs> or as we know that I've, I've done this in my little talks, I left at Yates's wine lodge because Steve got, got praise for how he wheeled tables in, which I'd done for three oh, weeks and, and I never did that got really that. well though. Steve was good to be <laughs> fair. Um and I and I and I left a quit and they asked me why and I said I got a virus and they asked which one and I said I don't know because that's the best I could come up with. Well, so I mean, they I, don't so, know. They don't know yes they don't know. They don't know. I was much. He- I was ahead of the COVID <laughs> curve by about 20 years. So I, you, I had a bat. yes i did eat a bat alex or that's a very that's a that's a good
1: one <laughs> yeah, so
0: now i then had a relatively long academic career as a biomedical scientist and latterly science communication but the only reason i could do that <laughs> rabbit is the only reason i could do that i i now know is because i found it rewarding i found learning about biology, biomedical science, the clinical science, massively rewarding. I was a bit of a failure as a scientist because you have to bring in grant money. That's how scientists in academia are valued. You have to bring in big grants, you become a professor. And Alex and I went a different route because we weren't very good at writing grants applications. Um, but I found it rewarding. In research, you're literally learning stuff all the time, and that <clears throat> meant that I could, I could put up with the shitter stuff, the marking 600 essays, the having to do admin but it cost me my mental health. I I burnt out several times. I was externally successful in that I got promoted, but internally just fucking hated myself and my job. And I think the last thing I'll say is about the entrepreneur thing. So so first of all, one person responded saying you didn't put entrepreneur as an option. Um, And I had to point out that it's not a job title. It's a description of a job activity. Um, And if You know, if you put down business owner, for example, that would be a job title. And I think that if you look at the evidence around entrepreneurial tendencies, there is evidence from relatively small studies that people with ADHD are more entrepreneurial. Uh, The businesses don't do any better. But I think what you said about the risk taking element makes sense because knowing some ADHD entrepreneurs, they've often just gone for it, if you know what I mean. But I, I think and this is my personal reflection, it's just me, but I've spoken to a few people and they've agreed I do wonder how many entrepreneurs like me just realize they can't work for anyone else. Really? They can't work under somebody else's structure, having to be where somebody else wants them to be at a certain time, constantly Ties feeling like they're failing bit. that someone else. But then when you're working for yourself, you have control over those things. And I think for some entrepreneurs, at least the reason they do work for themselves is it, it's just it's easier, I guess. Uh, Sam or Mrs. ADHD, whatever I call you. What about you?
2: Yeah, I think that's probably spot on, actually. Um, Yeah, I mean, we all know that I've had loads and loads of careers and um, mostly due to imposter syndrome that I think I'm shit. So I I need to move on to the next one before somebody comes in and goes, what the fuck is she doing working for us? Get her out now. And when I think that moment's coming, I, I leave or I get bored. And I've always tried to, you know, we realise now that I'm probably autistic. So um, I I, I recognise that there were lots of things that I I... I found difficult that other people didn't find difficult because of my ADHD and autism. And I tried to put myself into careers where I thought this will bring me out of the Michelle. This will teach me the social skills. This will make me interact with people. So I'll get better. And and I just didn't like I can learn some things, but I there's social skills. It's really, really hard for me to learn. And all that happened was I just got better at masking. So I've had loads of different, different careers. And the careers that I think are best for me are the ones that kind of play to my, well, that give my brain reward, I guess. And that's the key, isn't it? And my brain gets reward. This is probably the autistic side from admin I love doing admin and my brain is really soothed by like repetitive, dull admin tasks. I love organising things and people, and but my ADHD brain doesn't like to kind of stay doing one thing for too long. So I managed somehow to have got myself an admin job where I do so much for so many different people and I do so many different things. I can flip from task to task to task to task to task to person to thing to day. And it is ideal for me because it all gives my brain reward, but I get the novelty of flitting around Alex.
1: No, you don't draw attention <laughs> to the hand. Oh, it's sorry. Like clever. It's a device used in order. Really media. clever. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because nobody
1: watches this. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. And 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 what's great is you've managed to create these boundaries for yourself, where you only do. You don't overextend and burn yourself out every day, which I think is really oh, really help. Really well well done, you. Well done.
2: Oh god. Yeah. The worst careers for me actually were and actually that is probably because of my autism, were the ones where I had to be really social and they're the times when I really struggled. So, you know, working in a prison, I had to deal with people all the time. Working as a cabin crew, which I did twice, I I was putting myself out there and I had, you know, lots of pressure. So yeah, this is ideal for me, but I think it's different. But what I'm trying to say is, it's different mm. for everybody. So, this particular exactly. job that I've got works with the ADHD that I have. And it's my particular ADHD because it's my particular kind of special interests and things that give me reward. And that's why it's so individual because it's what gives your brain reward. And it's different for all of us. James,
1: sorry. Yes, yes you, you, this James is,
0: there. The, this is. This is getting ridiculous now. That that Mrs ADHD is giving better and better and more relevant <laughs> answers yeah. to questions. We brought we brought you on Sam to just be this chaotic yeah. comedy value character, I suppose. You're a joke, but you've now Sam, you've me? now yeah exactly. But you've now started giving that bit where you said this is for me is almost the most important bit that we're going to do in all of this because mm. that idea that that societal idea that we're all the same people with ADHD and those with coexisting other neurodevelopmental disorders. And therefore, here is a list of ideal jobs. Well, no, it it has to be personalized. We are all different and we will get reward from different things.
2: Yeah, and that's not the thing that anybody wants to hear because we're Mm. rubbish at making decisions, aren't we? And we're rubbish at metacognition and knowing what we (laughs) enjoy. So we just want to be told, this is what would suit you. Nobody knows apart from you. Sorry.
0: Me? (laughs) Yeah.
2: What Alex, should I do then? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No. I mean, I agree. From the survey perspective, I, I think there is something in those anecdotal reports that there are certain types. There are some jobs that maybe a, I could I can see why there are more entrepreneurs with ADHD. I can mm. also see why there aren't more successful entrepreneurs. Mm. I can imagine that emergency medicine could attract, yeah. you know, yeah. people like us for, for kind of obvious reasons, really. But <laughs> people like you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and me, because there's going to be blood there, isn't there, actually?
1: Yeah, oh, we love a, love a bit of blood. And, and there's a lot of admin to do as well, Sam, so the three of us.
2: Amazing. <laughs> um, I was thinking of pharmacy, actually, all the stock, and that'd be brilliant for me with my HD brain. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but, sorry, I mean,
1: it's, a, it's a very hard job being a pharmacist, so you have to read Read out oh, from a oh, piece I'm of paper out. and then I'm... just. Yeah, no, ask no, them you that thing. After off read. Off of... You could have stopped after read. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you know what? From a professional, I've always struggled with jobs until until I got a job that fit, which was really late in my career. I've mm. always hated them. Delete whichever term you prefer for holistic or neurotypical or muggle socialised mm. approach to what a job is. So sit in an office nine till five and sit there doing nothing as far as I could see, like a wasp in the window. But at least you're present and that counts. And that seems to be what careers were, always, in my view. Mm. And then suddenly, I mean, I was failing quite badly when we were at Warwick together, James. I just, just did, Still. I wasn't able to be who I wanted to be. And then I realised that I'd only really got one skill. I wasn't clever enough to be the scientist everybody well, I thought what, thought I could be. What I am quite good at is, is working with quite complex and clever people to help them develop themselves. And as soon as I realized that, I thought, oh, now I can do that instead. And so as soon as you find what you're gonna do, great. But just like you said, Sam, metacognition, how do you how do you find out? How do you find out? We don't just go, oh, I'm very much a <laughs>
2: And we're not very good at saying, this is what I'm good at. Like we've got no. such low self-esteem and imposter syndrome. We'd never go, I'm amazing at this. Let's pursue a career in that. We don't. Sorry, exactly.
1: and, and if we are good at it, but it's bad for us, we're going to say yes, which is just a really common problem. So I think what I will say is start to explore that. So the how is to start asking yourself questions. And because you don't know the answers, the only way to answer them is to think about the past. And think when this is the key coaching question really is when when did I have some sort of success? It doesn't matter if it's at home or school or in your a job or an old job you had or a volunteer. It doesn't matter what it was. But when did I have success that actually felt easy rather than hard? So that's the key question I would ask someone is 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 when when have you done? That's my top tip. Shit. Game?
0: I was about to say, yeah. Another word for that key question would be a tip, wouldn't it, Alex? Which is,
1: it would just which is what we're doing the,
0: in the last, you know, the last part. You know, the last part uh, of the podcast that uh, we've done. A, we've previously done 135 versions of. You know, the last or part, six that the last bit. Yeah, the last bit or six. The last bit. The yeah, the Gabby Logan spunk trumpeting originally top tips, top tick picks, tip topics, just a tip. That doesn't bit. ring a bell. Doesn't Can ring. Can you a bell. be more specific? Okay. Well at least you'll be quiet in part 3 then. We've got time for a game if you finished by the way. Yeah. No. Okay, we have. It's actually um it was quickly put together because I I didn't sleep no. for three nights before last night. I fuck off. Um so I panicked. But it's it's actually genuinely something which I found a struggle this morning. So in preparation for this recording I broke or lost something and the the, the breaking was due to clumsiness or lost something that was needed. And it might not appear so because I've managed to fudge something together. So, did I break or lose something needed for the microphone to work? Did I break or lose something for the lighting? Or did I break or lose something for the green screen?
1: Let's have a look. That's a really tricky one. I don't think it was lighting because you're so pale that all you need is one of those like dark UV bulbs to light you up like a Christmas tree. That'd burn me. I don't think it's microphone because you've got about 12 of them to deal with. (laughs) Some screeching, I was going to say. Well, I have said it. Uh, So I'm saying green screen. You've knackered the green screen. So you've put a green T-shirt up instead. That's what you've done.
0: My t-shirt's on that big, but you're fucking right. No, I've lost, yeah. um, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost the hook that you hook the green screen uh, yeah. onto the, at the end of one of the rods, ding. Um, so it's fucking, it's very flimsy. I'll be honest. Um, fucking, you got it right. I, th- I actually think yeah. I counted wrong last time. I think that's either. Seventeen, sixteen to me, or sixteen all. But either way, you're not winning, and that's the important thing. I'm sure we can agree. And on that important thing note, we'll take a break and we'll be back for Sam and I giving some top ticks. Ticks, fuck me.
1: What, what? What are we doing, James? I've missed top that.
0: top it, ticks. It's just going to be Sam ticking for us, and we'll vote on them and see which is the top one.
1: <laughs> see in a bit.
2: Welcome back to the ADHD Adults Podcast, episode 136, we think, where we're talking about ADHD and careers. In this part, we're going to talk about just the tip, which doesn't count, apparently, I was told. Um, James, what are your top tips for careers?
0: I thought I thought you, Pam, doved that when it got to the episode number. It sounded like you said, welcome to episode 136. Um, <laughs> smooth <laughs> beef. Um, so tips Alex Alex kind of covered this I mean weirdly in the middle section um in the personal reflections but what I put which is now scuppered possibly deliberately is is think about what you enjoy and think about what you find rewarding now one of the reasons that people that ascribe powers and strengths to adhd may do that is because they have a career or hobbies or things that they do find rewarding they can engage with them they can complete those tasks get really good at those things and for those people it would seem like a power or strength but for many of us trying to match a career what you find rewarding or what you like is difficult because i find this really weird when you when you were at school did you guys have like a careers advisor or have like a session of careers advice
1: absolutely ridiculous person yeah Yeah.
0: i I can't remember what mine suggested i I should be probably a dracula if alex jumps in and gives an answer but what i what i don't get and i and i I know there are I know there are some services out there, but they're very limited. I don't understand why there isn't greater career advice for adults. Now, there, there are some, some government services. There are some websites. There are consultants you can pay to speak to, et cetera. But I don't know why we don't have a more kind of robust and just a completely widespread – yes, Alex <laughs> –
1: is it because we keep voting against our interests? Yeah, training? it is. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. We've, we've systematically stripped the, fi- the funding out of... I think that's services related. Wherever. It's it's probably related. Yeah. Now, r- related, related to that, I actually think as we accept that somewhere between 15 and maybe as high as 20% of the population are neurodivergent, when you look at the different <clears throat> neurodivergent conditions and disorders and many of us have multiple of those disorders, conditions, or at least their traits, we really should have more neurodivergent specific career advice, not just fucking websites put together by Healthline or someone else saying, these 15 jobs suit ADHD, or these 10 careers may suit your autism. Actual help and advice face-to-face, whether it's online guidance, where you ask these questions, about people. There are employment coaches out there. Again, there are services, but it needs to be wider spread. And it needs, in my opinion, to be part of the diagnostic, the post-diagnostic process of looking in terms of the psychosocial needs of the individual at whether they are happy at work. If one of the two domains they had moderate impact on from their symptoms was work, well, are they in the right job, for example? Whatever career you choose or end up in, though, you still deserve and are entitled to support. Now in England, you can England and Wales. I think you can you can get access to work. Actually, in the UK, you can get access to work, which can help pay for these things, and employers support that. But employers have a, you know, a, a requirement to support you anyway. They just generally don't. And um, but if you're in that situation where actually you're in a job that you do like and you want to do it kind of better or or focus on it more, then ask for support if you're happy to disclose your ADHD, Alex, your cock. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah i mean so we're, being an adhd coach a lot of what we do is executive change and management in careers and in jobs and, and and in hobbies and all those sorts of things and it's it's pretty much all the same concept of playing to your positive strengths that's the thing isn't it is is and then and that's easier to say than it is to know so obviously i've already kind of said this earlier on but if if you can think back because just sitting there and going, okay, what do I, what do I like? I don't know. And my eyes look around the room and like a brick from Anchorman and go, uh, lamp. <laughs> I like lamp. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I am, what I am. I don't know anything like that when put on the spot. And it's a, that's a classic ADHD problem I've been told. So if you've got some headspace to do this, if you haven't asked, uh, if you can't afford, support get a, a friend or a family member to sit with you and give them a list of questions such as when when did you last feel successful when did you last um feel that uh, one of those successes was easy what happened what did you do what, what who are you working with how long did that last how would you feel applying that in the future because some of the answers might be yeah i enjoyed it but i don't want to do it again which I believe is the title of your sex tape, James.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and so, you know, that's okay. At the moment, you're not going. Oh God, I've got to know what I want to do. You're just trying to information gather about what feels like it might be a relatively longer term set of skills, not individual job, but set of skills that are. I I kind of call it skiving, in a way. When I was when I was teaching. It felt like skiving. I couldn't believe they would pay me to teach university students how the body works and what drugs do and that kind of thing. I couldn't believe I was being paid for that. Whereas when I was writing grants, James, I couldn't believe anybody could do it. Mm. And even though I could get a grant and I I, I was externally successful, I was so sad, mainly because I work with you, but also because of the job, that it was somebody else's success. I haven't got any pride over any of those things. Whereas one teaching session where someone said thanks or that, I, I, I get it now. I had more pride for that one moment than through my entire PhD, for example. So that's that's why. What about you, Mrs. ADHD?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, just from a, a, a little bit of a different perspective than you two, because obviously you're both really intelligent and successful. I know you won't think mm-hmm. that you are. No, but um, for for me, <laughs> it, it was <laughs> it was like and and even now but especially back in the beginning it was a privilege to kind of choose what career I wanted to be in because you you can't in the beginning can you and and if you're out of work particularly and there were times when I was out of work and I just had to take whatever job that I could get so my advice to people in that situation is just get in a job any job if that's if that's the only choice that you have at that time stick it as long as you can and then move to the next job try to notice from that job that you're in as you go along there might be tiny tiny and they might be the tiniest part of the job that you're in that you enjoy then try when you go to the next job to kind of overinflate that part of the job that you did and try and get a job related to that and 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 try and kind of if, if you can be a bit mindful of the things that you enjoy in each job, and it's really hard because we're not good at knowing what we enjoy. We're not good at knowing what our strengths are. Um, but yeah, and and then once you get to that, once you've got a few jobs under your belt, then you're a bit more employable as long as you haven't flitted around as much as i did i wasn't that employable but then i had to anyway um then you can start i think to look at what are your red lines you know can you absolutely not work 9 to 5 can you absolutely not work in an office can you uh, do you have to absolutely earn this salary and then you can look at you know what gives your brain reward is there any way that i could you know and if you can't get it in your job then make sure you get it out of your job because not everybody has the luxury to be able to get what gives their brain reward from a job. So try and make sure that you get that from somewhere. If it's out of your job, if it's a hobby, if you can make a hobby that you enjoy, a career, if you can work for yourself and do something creative, then that's brilliant because I know loads of us are creative. But yeah, all I wanted to say is that we don't all have a lot of choice over what we can do. So just do what you can and try and build on that as you go forward.
1: No, it's a good point, actually. We didn't say, it, did we? But this is the privilege of having food and shelter. Obviously, yeah. you don't always have that privilege.
2: No, no, not at all. And you can always volunteer if you can't get a job at all. You can volunteer doing something that gives your brain reward or something that's linked to the area that you that you want to work in as well. That's really good. Sorry. Doing something is always better than doing nothing to an employer. I think I could carry Ding. on. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> I could carry on for so long at this because this is basically my thing. Just going from job to job to job. But I'll stop <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> OK, good. Thanks. So. Uh, that was episode 136, we think, of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we talked about ADHD and careers and provided some very shoddily put-together evidence in rabbit ears. Um, yeah, Alex has put his finger up.
1: <laughs> you know I I said I Ding. have to talk about my talks, bearing in mind I've got a career. Oh, know well, know yeah, but do?
0: I, and do you know, yeah, I was about to say, we've, we've all got ADHD, so we'll pause
1: that. So what were you going to say, Alex, about your talks? So sorry. I'm doing some talks in, in, in London and Cardiff at, at the end of this month. So I think I'm doing a day course in, in Beginners ADHD on the 30th of September in that there London. And then Monday, the is it, the 2nd of October, I think, in, in Cardiff, doing a, a C talk on relationships in ADHD, and then back in London on I think the third Tuesday doing ADHD and RSD. Um, with C talks on the website, have a look. And James does cool talks too.
0: <laughs> I love a load of shit talks. James... Oh, came
1: out of character. <laughs> James does <laughs> shit talks, big little talks, rubbish. Uh,
2: and you're not taking James to any of your talks, like he took you to your talks. No, uh, I would not. Not interested. And James, <laughs> are you going to promote uh, your talks? And then I'll have no talks to promote because I'm feeling a bit left out. Actually, what? no, I don't want to do any talks. I thought you were going to list your talks now and then. I was just going to say, no, here and no, not doing I, anything. No,
0: I, I, I don't. Uh, they're on. They're on social media, aren't they? That's good okay. enough. We're I don't know where we got with the, with the end. This is. I think this is the second episode on the trot now, where the end has deteriorated into just conversation instead of a structured chance for me to get the fuck away from you two. So, okay,
2: do it. If
0: by a miracle you enjoyed this episode. Um, why not help, help us support the charity, ADHD Adult UK, which we are definitely not a part of. Well, Alex isn't on the link provided, because otherwise Alex will have to register as a, a niche round escort for women in Germany who like risk. As <laughs> usual, contact us via the website if you want to send in any letters or topics or questions. And the website is theadhadults.uk. See you next time.
1: Bye. Bye all. warning warning